you're in business because you have an idea, a spark, a passion, and it's your gift. It's the one that you have and you're bringing it to the world. I know it isn't easy and it requires commitment. You have to learn both the mechanics and leave room for the magic every day in your business. And I'm here for you to help you make a profit. I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. I'm in this with you every single day. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Very excited today. As you know, I love to talk about expanding your business, and I love to talk about finding new ways to generate revenue. But it's interesting. There are times and places where it makes sense and times and places where it doesn't make sense. And I've got someone who's going to come on today, Olivia Hickman. She's going to talk to us about when is it time to maybe make a pivot When is the time to maybe grow your business with new lines of income? Thanks for joining me today, Olivia. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you here. Can you tell us who you are and who you serve? Yeah, I'm Olivia Hickman and I'm a purpose empowerment mentor and I serve holistic entrepreneurs and yoga teachers. And what do you help them with specifically? So I help them to find their truth and purpose and then really empower them to evolve their business to create new income sources. So you and I were talking a little bit before we started recording about the importance of finding your purpose first before you look at anything else. Can you talk a little bit about how someone can do that? Yeah, so I work with women specifically and I help to support them in really working with their cycle, their menstrual cycle. So um, I went through a bit of trauma myself um, with my my well-being um, and I turned to women's wellness. And um, when I really started to work with my cycle, um, I really started to find that I could really connect in with my truth. Um, It said that during our menstrual cycle as women, the kind of the veil is a little bit thinner so we can really connect in with um, spirit or whatever you want to call it. And it really helps us to really discover like who we are and what we're here to share on earth and in the world. Um, And I think when you really discover, you know, what that is for yourself, it kind of makes all your cells kind of feel excited. And and then it really gives you that drive and push to want to share your message with the world, which I think is a really important factor when you want to expand and kind of move forward with your business. So whether or not it's products or services, or if you're online or if you have a brick and mortar store, generally, if you feel excited about it, if you can't wait to get up in the morning and do it, that is how you know that you can be in your purpose. Yeah, definitely. I think then it makes, um, obviously, as an entrepreneur, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it, especially if you're, you know, like you're a solo entrepreneur, and you haven't necessarily built your team yet. So it's really, you know, you need to have that drive and excitement for what you're doing in order to, you know, be able to do what you need to do in order to grow your business. Once someone is sure that they are in their purpose, and we do know also that businesses will evolve over time, but you have to be in your purpose and you know where you're moving forward. When can someone start to look and see, I should be offering this thing, or I should be adding this line of business? or I should be looking at expanding this line of revenue? What are what are some things I should be looking for? 
I think there's a few things. So either that you kind of so say if I use obviously I'm um, a yoga teacher myself, but it can be translatable to kind of many businesses. But say if you're at a point where you are teaching like 20 classes a week and you've got a really like all of them are selling really well and feel like there's not enough of you to go around, <laughs> then I think that would be a good point to expand. Or the other side of it would be that you're doing your 20 classes a week, but you feel like you're kind of burning yourself out and and you're not serving yourself. So you've got to the point where it feels like hard work. I think that's another, you know, I feel like there's two sides to the coin. It would either be that, you know, like the classes are overfilling or your business has got to the point where it's really booming. So say if you're a coach, you, you know, you, all your time's allocated and, you know, it's going really well. Or the other side would be, you know, you've still got a lot of business, but you're kind of feeling that thing of, okay, this isn't serving me anymore. And I think both of those would be a place to kind of look at, okay, how can I pivot or shift my business so that it serves me and other people better? So how would you know whether or not you should shift to doing something like adding a product line or maybe a digital course versus something like a women's retreat or something else in another service line. So in just using yoga as an example, how do you know whether or not you should pivot one way or another? How can you tell? So for me, again, it would be coming back to your truth, your spirit, your purpose, what kind of feels right. I think it's really, for me and like what I teach, it's really important to have the balance of kind of the feminine and the masculine So you kind of, it's really important to take that time and see what feels right for you now and then kind of creating a plan to take action and how to step forward. So I would say if, you know, if you're thinking about doing a retreat and that's really bubbling in your mind and then, you know, it's come up for a reason or you might find, you know, like lots of people are asking you to do a retreat. So again, you know, what kind of retreat serves you and them? Um, But it's definitely... For me, it's always coming back to you because I think if you are doing what feels right for you, then you're more likely to serve other people. You're more likely to create um, that better customer relationship and your business is more likely to be successful. So it sounds like you're going to get some cues from the universe or you're going to get some cues from your clients. You're going to get a feeling about where you should go next. How do you flesh that out and decide that that is definitely where you want to try your next part of business? I would say if you're feeling like you want to expand and do one of the best things that I first teach people and how to really kind of create that conversation with themselves is to do this really simple meditation exercise where, you know, you just sit and be, you can slow your breath down, get yourself into a nice state and then think of something that you really love in your life. And just notice how your heart feels. So your, you know, your heart center and notice whether that feels like good or, you know, for some people it might open up and that's a good thing or they might have different sensations in the body and then let go of that thing that feels good. And then bring into your mind something that you really dislike, something that, you know, you're kind of that brings up that opposite emotion and then notice how your heart feels. And then you can use this in your business. I know this might sound quite woo-woo to some people, but I've found when I've really connected in and followed the streams that spirit has given me or my heart is true for me, then those are the ones that work really well and kind of people really receive. So it's a really good thing to do. So say if you're not sure what route you want to take, you can almost do like a 
a spider diagram or whatever it may be, however you work on paper or on your computer, and then choose a few avenues that you could go down and then pick one at a time and kind of feel into it that way and see which one kind of makes your heart feel the best. (laughs) No, that's great. I mean, it's interesting. A lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of us who are more left-brained or traditional or maybe not as tapped in when we get started, I can tell you my first few years in the entrepreneurial journey, I wasn't tapped into anything but numbers, spreadsheets, pushing masculine energy and those types of things. I didn't realize there was another side. So Mm. I can tell you, for those of us, I wouldn't have known that I could sit and think a happy thought and ask myself, how does that feel? Think a negative thought, how does that feel? And learn to, to train myself to tap into my own cues. I think that is something that some of us needed to have a strategy for. So I think that's a great idea. And going back to putting things on papers, diagrams and things, I've heard a couple of different ways. Uh, Some strategies I'm familiar with besides things like spider diagrams would be putting your ideas on post-it notes and putting them on a wall and walking by and looking at them and seeing if any of them, you know, start to kind of talk to you about something you want to flesh out. I think there are some other things that you can do to start to take action, but what would you suggest your next action steps are once you decide, yes, I'm going after this one idea? I think if you've got a client base already, speak to your client base and see like what works for them. And it's like, who are you, like, who are you serving? Who's your target audience? What are their pain points? Does this serve their pain points? You know, it's really about kind of talking to people, talking to, so say, I don't know, say if it's about creating a retreat, you know, where do you want your retreat to be? you know, do that, you can have fun with it as well. So you could maybe, you know, like I used to do event management when I was younger and kind of create like a little event management profile for each kind of, you know, come up with maybe three ideas for retreats, really like flush it out, spend time with it. You know, what venue would you use? Like, what would your timetable be for the day? And then kind of see which one people are more drawn to and then I would say that would be the way to like move forward because obviously you want to you don't want to waste too much time creating something that then people don't really want or need if that makes sense um so it's kind of taking that time to really know your you know your target audience as well and what will really serve them and I think this is something like I've noticed in the holistic world, especially when um, come from a background of, you know, like there's such people that really want to help. So it can come to the point where it's like, but I want to help everybody. <laughs> so it's, you know, like, you know, they come there sometimes. And I've, I've found over the years that niching is it, it can be a little bit of a trigger point for some people. But I think if you really think about it, like there's always one if say if you're a holistic entrepreneur or you're a coach or you do energy healing or um you know talking therapy whatever it may be and you're working one-to-one with people there'll always be type of person or one kind of thing that you feel most like that I guess the, the good way to notice it is how it makes you feel after like whether you feel drained and if you feel drained then that isn't the right route for you You might find working with people who've experienced grief, like even though that's quite a, obviously it's a really sad um, subject area, but you might find that you just really connect with your clients and you can really move them forward. And even though it's quite tough, it doesn't really drain you. So you know that that's kind of your calling, if you like, in that area. 
And that when you niche, it doesn't mean that you only have to do one of your skill sets. I think sometimes people get a little bit confused and thinking, well, I'm like, I do this and that and this and that. And if I niche, it means that I only get to do one of those. It's kind of the opposite way around. So it's about niching to serving like a, a certain person where you can use all your skill sets to help them. But at the end of the day, it will bring you more joy and them more joy because you're really serving the people that really light you up. Um, and I think then when you're creating then your next you know, retreat and you're evolving your services, you know who you're talking to, you know who you're serving, and it just makes it a lot easier. That is so important to know your ideal client and your target audience, as you say, and make sure that you are asking them how you can serve as well. And I think you have a great point here that you're going to create these things that align with you, but you have to be in, te- in integrity with what your audience needs from you so that yeah. they can get what they need and the reason that they work with you or follow you or spend time with you or buy from you is because there's a problem that you solve or something that they want that you have. And I think that putting that together, we are really talking about making sure you're evolving your business and adding these lines of revenue in such a way that you are serving in different ways, but you're serving your audience at a little bit deeper level. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you can take them on that journey. So once you decide you have your audience and you're doing these things, I know that sometimes we have to test things a little bit to see if they work. If somebody is like sure that this is an aligned offer and things are going to happen, yet it really doesn't meet their expectations. And I know this has happened to a lot of people where they think something's going to happen and it ends up not being the thing. How do you reconcile that with how you felt inside about your expansion or about your new thing? And how can somebody recover from maybe an expectation that wasn't met and realign to make sure that they're staying in that integrity and growing their business with those offers that feel good, yet they still give themselves some room to maybe make a mistake or have a failure? Yeah, I think this is a really powerful question. I think, um, again, as people that really want to serve and help people, and this is a journey that I've been through myself. I went to Sri Lanka to teach out there for a little while. And I noticed around me, people were creating businesses from the ground, and they were making loads of mistakes and kind of flying by the seat of their pants. And I was just, I was kind of in awe. And at the same time, I thought, God, they're so, you know, like uh, entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, like you're going to make mistakes. It's kind of part of the journey. You're not going to get everything perfect and everything right at every step. I think with social media as well, everything's presented so perfectly. You know, we have filters to correct things and it's like that pressure to have everything perfect at every stage. And I think, um, you know, like people really value authenticity and kind of honest so if you're kind of more towards the beginning of your journey like that's okay you don't have to get everything polished and presented and and I think giving yourself some time like things take time to grow and I've really noticed especially online unless you get a post or a blog that goes viral it takes time for things to grow because you know I remember when I first started um, looking at marketing like years and years and years ago it was like you had to see something like seven times to for it to kind of 
be acknowledged. And I think now it's gone to, the, well, I don't know what now, but a few years ago, it was like you had to see something like 20 times. Hmm. So I think it's just giving you that time and grace to allow things to grow and evolve. You should really test something. I mean, it depends what you, if it's a one-off event, then obviously you really want to allow yourself that freedom to have almost one or two people show up. And you never know like where that is going to go. You know, I've had things where it's like one or two people turn up, but then they tell their friend who tells their cousin about you and they then come and get a treatment from you like three months down the line. So I think it's about um, showing up for whoever turns up to your event, not kind of beating yourself up if, you know, you don't get as many people as you hoped. And um, the continuity. So continuity is like a massive thing to just keep showing up, especially if you're working in the online forum. You never know who's watching or who's listening. And I'm sure we all kind of scroll through and watch things and you don't necessarily like or comment. And I think it's like a slow burner sometimes. And you can get someone come to something or see something one day and then sit months down the line they will be your client because you know it, it takes time to build trust so there's quite a few things kind of going on at once here that really have to give yourself some just some compassion and grace and kindness and know that you know yes you could be an overnight success and you know like it it blew it like booms overnight or you know like it could be more of a slow like grow over time and you know it could be because maybe if you're kind of working you know if you feel more spiritually then it could be because there's some things that need to grow and evolve before you're ready to receive more numbers and it's a blessing in disguise um but definitely don't give up at the first hurdle and know that everybody no matter who you look up to they have their days where everything's they feel like everything's gone wrong and you know, like they will still be making mistakes, you know, whoever it is that, you know, you look up to. And it's just about allowing yeah, yourself that time to just let things evolve as they're kind of meant to evolve and, and don't give up. And I think, again, this is where it comes back to when you find your purpose and passion and you're really passionate about it, it kind of helps you to stay in. Oh, and also, I think if you... um look at the statistics so here is where kind of analytics and statistics really support your work because again say if you're working online and you're not kind of looking at your statistics you can get quite deflated so like again you might be starting off sharing a message and you know like if you're not doing those stats you don't know that in month three for instance you've gained like I don't know however many more likes than you were in in month one you know, so I think it's really good to kind of, again, combine that kind of flow and trust and being, but also integrate some business tools to help you feel like, okay, my energies, because I know as an entrepreneur, especially at the beginning, you can feel like you're putting all this out there and not really getting anything back sometimes. So it's really good to know that, you know, it's it's not all going to waste and there are people watching and sometimes it just takes time for things to come back. (laughs) No, I love that. So it's, again, it's this idea of kind of aligned, messy action, but you're watching and measuring, talking to your clients, being really open with them about what they need, and then being really tapped into what you want to provide. Yeah, exactly. 
And like you say, taking aligned action and when you get that surge come through of an idea and inspiration, you know, really moving with it and going with it because that's come up for a reason. And just not getting deflated because, you know, like your work is valuable and it is important and you know your target audience do need it it might just be again it's it's that trust thing people take time to build trust and you know like if you you might have an event on and like I don't know like five people turn up or whatever and then you know like if you continue to do that event that continuity if you keep showing up in three months time that event will have built to then like say 20 30 people and then before you know it you know, like six months down the line or however long, it could be hundreds or, you know, like even more. So it's, again, it's that thing of um, like being fluid and kind of evolving and being in line with your purpose, but also, you know, keep showing up and have that continuity. Um, I know a lady that spoke about, um, I did like a priestess apprenticeship a few years ago and she was quite she's quite well known in the spiritual world and she started years back on the internet and she said that when she started there were like eight of them or whatever you know in her kind of network and she said there was no there was no difference between them in the sense of their wisdom and knowledge but like years down the line two of them had become really really successful and she said the only difference was is that they it was the continuity they kept kind of showing up and sharing the same message and I think when you're living your truth and purpose you're able to do that because it you feel so aligned and passionate about it that it's all you want to do so you know you can really have that continuity it's kind of when I guess you don't really know what you're doing so you're kind of wishing from one thing to the other and you know people don't basically confused people don't buy so if people are confused (laughs) they're not going to buy your product whereas if they've seen you continuing 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 like and sharing your message then they know what you're about and yeah like I said that was the only difference really between those people was that two of them had kept that continuity um, and had become really successful. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So we'll take an aligned, messy action with a new thing that sets us on fire, basically, that's in integrity with our message. And we will test that. We will look at the analytics and we will know and giving ourselves at the same time a little bit of room to maybe have to pivot again or take a breath. And I love this because I think, again, we don't talk enough about how we have to do this baby step by baby step as we're growing our services and our types of businesses. I think online, they try to say, look, I did this in three months and you know, I did this whole suite of things and people can get all of these different things from me. And I don't think it's necessarily uh, instructive for entrepreneurs who haven't learned how to tap in and build very organically and very well, again, in integrity with what they're truly purposed to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff out there that kind of sell you the the dream, if you like. Um, but I think the, the reality can be a little bit different. I mean, I know that there are people that have had, you know, a boom of success, but often that is because, you know, they might have a really great team as well. So they might have more funds at the beginning. So if you're working on your own, you know, that's slightly different. Or like I say, they might have had something that's gone really viral and they've got that massive following. Right. So, but I'd say if that's not you, if you don't have those things, then it doesn't mean that you can't create a beautiful business and you can't be successful. It just might 
take a little bit of time. So Olivia, if somebody wanted to reach out and learn more about you and how you work and ask any questions, how can they find you? Yeah, so I've got a website um, called New World Women. So uh, the website domain is www.nwwomenwomen.com. So it's like New World Women, but the first two letters and then women.com. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook. I've got New World Women Facebook page. And obviously you can find me um, under Olivia Hickman. But yeah, I do kind of weekly lives um, sharing more about women's wellness and also kind of the business side of being an entrepreneur. But it'd be lovely to connect. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I've really enjoyed speaking to you today. I've enjoyed having you. We will put all those links in the show notes also. So if anybody wants to reach out, ask questions to Olivia to get any more information. She'll be providing us all the social links and every way you can reach her. So just go into the notes and you'll have everything. All right. I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care, and I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast.